Good morning. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 71, found on page 425. The hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 71 on page 425 In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me and deliver me in thy righteousness. Incline thy ear unto me and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may alway resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope, even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall always be of thee. O let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Pass me not away in the time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God, my God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God, and I will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hast taught me from my youth up until now. Therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation. 
and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done. O God, who is like unto thee? O what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me, and yet didst thou turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comforted me on every side. Therefore will I praise thee and thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded and brought unto shame that seek to do me evil. Pray be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth verse of the fiftieth chapter of the book of Isaiah. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He wakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. And blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. 
it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who fourteen years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven, and I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I do not know, God knows. How he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest any one should think of me above what he sees me to be, or hears from me. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I will take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have become a fool in boasting. You have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended by you. For in nothing was I behind the most eminent apostles, though I am nothing. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to gather our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear thy power, the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Couple thoughts about um, well, sexagesima. Last night I got a little confused about septagesima and sexagesima. I, I beg your forgiveness on that. Sept is usually has to do with seven, and sexagesima, sex has to do with six. And so what happens is septuagesima is is less than seventy and more than sixty days before Easter, and sexagesima is more than fifty and less than sixty. And uh, of course, next week we get quinta quintagesima. And that's uh, less than 50, but more than 40 days before Easter. So we're in the season of pre-Lent. In our colic this morning, we pray that by, the, that by God's power, we may be defended against any adversity. And so that's important to remember as we look at our passages. I'm going to spend more time on the Second Corinthians today than Isaiah, but I do want to tell you about Isaiah. It's a third of four servant songs. And one of the things it does is starting to show the servant as having sufferings and uh, being obedient and humble. And I think as we remember, the Jewish people were expecting the Messiah to be to be one who would conquer and, and restore the kingdom to Israel on earth. But when we read the servant songs, and you might want to read through it almost uh, like Jesus is speaking those words, even though he's, God spoke through Isaiah. And you could it kind of gives you an idea that this whole kingdom of heaven thing makes more sense than anything else that we that, that, that the Jewish people at the time thought because they didn't know. But it makes sense. Everything we believe makes so much sense. It gets, um, it's like nothing else makes sense. So I want to talk about 2 Corinthians. We have three things here. We have uh, Paul's vision, his thorn in the flesh, and um, his apostleship, which was questioned. And remember that in most of these letters, Paul is being um, confronted and um, 
and conf has conflict with people, the Judaizers, people fighting against them. Um, money, you know, if you follow the money, it's people who made money on the religion before the, the, true, the true faith in God comes. And so um, that's, that's what Paul has to deal with. So I'm going to talk about those three things, and I'm going to tell you something I think we can learn from these three things. So Paul talks about in his vision, he was, um, I know a man, whether or not in the body or, or um, out of the body, was caught into third heaven. And there's so much um, speculation about what third heaven is. And the one that makes the most sense to me is, is for the people that, um, of the time he's speaking to, uh, the heavens were considered the sky. And so in our atmosphere, we have first heaven, space would be second heaven. And then third heaven would be a place where God is or exists or where he resides. And so Paul was just saying, I was caught up with God. Uh, and that's the third heavens. And anyway, you probably heard some of the uh, spectacular kind of things people have come up with with that. But I think Paul just wants them, the people to know that he, was, he had a vision of heaven, of God, where God existed and where God was. And Paul had a lot of visions. And um, Paul was, uh, um, anyway, he had, he had quite a gift of the Spirit. And so we'll talk about that in a second. And he said he was not boasting. And that's important, too, because in a way he kind of was. He was settling himself. This, You know, I'm not boasting, but this is what happened to me. This is how I live. And so um, he just he's just setting down the facts here. So the second thing is a thorn in the flesh, and he called it buffeting him. So I think typically people think of Paul had an eyesight problem, and that makes sense in, um, in conjunction with Acts 9 when the, the scales fell out of his eyes. And that may have been what bothered him. Paul was also described to be a very small man, um, not very imposing physically. Uh, his possibility had a um, speech impediment. The main thing to remember is we don't know what his thorn in the side was. There's nobody that knows that uh, for sure, unless God's revealed it to him. But I don't think that's happened yet that I know of. So he did have a thorn in the flesh. Some people think it was actually the people fighting him. Uh, he had mentioned Alexander the coppersmith, who was one of his big enemies. And um, I think the thorn in the side could also be uh, just the, the demons and the, uh, the spiritual powers. Remember, he said we don't struggle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So it might have been the fact that everywhere he went, he was always being confronted by um, opposing forces. So the last part was uh, Paul as an apostle. And he was. they were telling him that Paul wasn't one of the original apostles. You know, that was how they would... Um, demean Paul and try to um, bring people away from Paul. And so what he says is um, he was less of an apostle, even though all the signs of an apostle. And the signs of an apostle were uh, wonders and mighty deeds. And Paul did that. He healed people and, and had, you know, he did everything that, a, that an apostle was supposed to do, including, um, you know, going through a lot of tribulation and physical tortures. So that, um, and the Corinthians themselves were a mark of Paul's apostleship. They wouldn't have been there in the first place if he wasn't truly an apostle. So the purpose of miraculous signs was to authenticate apostles as God's messengers. And it kind of, it, it harkens to, it reminds us that when Jesus would go places, people wanted him to give us a sign, do a miracle. And sometimes he said, I'm not going to give you that one. In fact, the one in particular, he said, I'm not going to give you any sign but the sign of Jonah which was three days in the belly of the whale and then, and then coming out. And so people always want a sign to prove something. And um, so that was, that, that's what, what Paul had to deal with. So here's what I'm taking from this, and I, I'm challenging you to take from this, 
we, like Paul, have the Holy Spirit and we live in God's presence. And so we may not experience the visions like Paul, but we do have God's guidance and presence. So um, for us to stay in our prayer, stay in our life of prayer, and to be aware of God's presence and become more comfortable with God's presence. And each of us has different gifts. Obviously, Paul was gifted to do one thing. Other people are gifted to do others. Um, we will be attacked. Uh, pastor, I used to uh, sit under, when I was younger, used to say, if you're not being attacked, you're not advancing God's ministry. And I think that may be a little harsh, but I think we should be able to expect opposition. And opposition can come in um, principalities and powers. It can be physical. Um, I think you guys know that I'm, I just tested positive for COVID. I've had a rough weekend trying to do these things with my voice. Feeling better today, though. Um, but that's that's a type of attack. I'm not saying that that was a spiritual attack, please. But um, I think we have to expect to be attacked. And so we have to be, um, the third thing that Paul has is humility. And that's the thing. So we, we have the spirit, we will be attacked. And in humility, we steadfastly serve God. So we, we plow through and stay, um, I'm going to even say stubbornly, we steadfastly, stubbornly, we follow God and uh, serve him. Because we're not focused on what we're going to get on this earth. We're focused on the kingdom of heaven, which is to come. So on Sundays, it's our um, tradition that we, since we're going into communion, we end morning prayer here. And I'm going to end it with uh, prayer for Sunday morning. O God, who makest us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, Vouchsafe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee, that the days to come may be spent in thy service, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, Chris, that was a great job. Thank you very much. It's really good to be with all of you. Get better, Bob. We're we'll praying for you. Love that. Yeah. Yes, feel Thank better. You. Get better soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Good day, everybody. Enjoy online today.